0: Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week five, day two of our study of Galatians and Colossians. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Galatians 5, 7 through 12. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start? Jesus, capture our attention, capture our hearts with your word today. We wanna know you more through your word. In your name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. to be reading today from the NIV. This is Galatians 5, starting in verse 7. You were running a good race. The key there is you were. You were running a good race, right? All right back to this verse 7. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? What, that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. So Paul's saying, listen, someone's come in and you've let just a little bit of aberrant teaching destroy everything, right? You you take, the, the metaphor here is that you take bread, you take the flour and water and everything else you're mixing into it, and you take just a little bit of yeast, right? A little bit of yeast. Yeast was different back then. They had this, you know, kept it in jars and stuff like that. Now we use the activated yeast granules and things like that. But I mean, like, I think even more so, like they would take a little bit of their yeast back then and put it in. How much more so now when we take these little packets, if, if you're just doing it the, the uh, supermarket way, take these little packets and you dump these little granules in and it'll cause the whole batch of dough to rise, right? I mean, double in size kind of rise or, or even, even more, and and so that little bit of yeast, it works its way through everything, right? You need the dough and it's it's somehow in there, but you've only put in a little bit, but it gets to the whole batch of dough and makes everything rise. It's really a, uh, you know, if, if you've never made bread, then you don't get the metaphor. But if you've ever made bread of any kind with some kind of yeast, then you get this. You've seen this, you know, and, and it's it's almost a magical thing. Like how does this... How did this, this little enzyme thing get everywhere with the little bit of kneading that I've done and then makes the whole thing rise? So he's saying, you've got this one guy or this one thing that's come in and it's been teaching you that you've got to obey the entire law. And, and it's just, it's worked its way through everything and it's messing everything up. That's why Paul's saying, you were running a good race, but it's it's not... It's not happening anymore. You've gotten derailed from from the track that you were on. Verse 10, I'm confident in the Lord you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. It's Paul saying, "I, I don't even know, who's doing this. Like a lot of other epistles, he's got names, like he will name names. He's not afraid to name names. He's not afraid to call out exactly what their motives are. And here in Galatians, we don't really see Paul ascribing a motive. He doesn't know who's doing this. He doesn't know what's going on. He's, he's a little bit in the dark on this. It's, 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 it's unique in that way, in his letters in some ways. But he's saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if I know them or if I know what's, how many there are. He's, he's saying whoever's doing this they've thrown you into this confusion their their little bit of teaching has worked their way it's way through the entire batch of dough but listen they're going to face the lord one day they will face the lord and they will pay the penalty for what they've done one way or another they will pay, they will pay the penalty for what they've done all of us will face the lord every single one of us so it's important that we keep that in mind uh, based on how we live our lives and what we do verse 11 Brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? All right, going back, Paul's a Pharisee. He's in there, in the Pharisees and the the rabbis that teach of the law, in all of their mind, he has become a traitor, right? He is a reprobate from their cause because now he's become a Christian and he's actually doing something even far worse to them. He's going, he's teaching Gentiles that they can be saved by the God of creation without first converting to Judaism, right? So he's saying, if, if I was preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted, right? It's these guys that are going around persecuting Paul the most. See in the book of Acts, it's constantly the Jews who are upset about the message that Paul's preaching, who are persecuting him. So he's saying, I'm not the one teaching you this, right? Circumcision is not the thing I taught you. and, And, and I'm being persecuted for that, right? I'm being persecuted because I'm not teaching you this, so you didn't get this from me, right? This is the confusion you've been thrown into. Continuing on. In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for these agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he Paul's saying, I, I didn't give you circumcision. If I had, then there'd be no reason for the cross. I'm teaching you Gentiles, you don't need to be circumcised because Jesus has died on the cross for you. All of this, again, was established in the book of Acts. What Jesus was doing, uh, they understood the Holy Spirit, led them to understand that the Lord had come, not just to save the Jews, but the Gentiles who were far off from Amos chapter 9, that, that the Lord has saved the Gentiles as they are. So he's saying if we undo what Jesus was trying to do, we undo the cross. And then Paul gets a little crass here at the end of this little passage. And he says, you know, as for these guys who are teaching you uh, that you need to be circumcised, I wish they would just go ahead and, and uh, take the whole thing off, not just the tip, right? Not just this, the, the skin. I wish they'd take the whole thing off. Again, that's a bit, uh, that's a bit of a crass statement, right? Um, here you can, you can hear Paul's frustration with all of this. You can hear his his anger at what he's calling his dear children being led away by this aberrant, heretical teaching. And again, I remember I I, I told the story yesterday of this guy that came to my college campus and was teaching that you can't sin or you've lost your salvation. You immediately have to go back and you have to essentially... I remember asking him, I I said you know cuz he's teaching all this and and I'm I'm sitting there thinking this is insane like this is exactly what Paul teaches against in the book of Galatians and and he's he's teaching all this and I I asked him I'm like well do you sin and he said no I don't sin and I said you never ever sin he says I haven't sinned in decades and I thought wow that's That's a pretty bold statement right there, and and it bothered me so much. I actually stood up on a bench next to him, and I started proclaiming. I said, this man does not have the truth in him. I said, we are saved by grace through faith, not through our adherence to obeying the law and never sinning that's not what christians are that's not how this works uh, that led to a, a very interesting exchange when i i became an instant street preacher and started preaching against what he was preaching in the midst. it was it was a it was a, a very bizarre encounter but this kind of stuff it still persists to this day it's it's fringe it's 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 not normal but i imagine again like i've i've spoken in the past on this podcast I imagine that, you know, old things always become new again. And I imagine that this will probably make its way from being fringe to being mainstream again at some point. And it might not be specifically, you know, that you have to be circumcised and follow Judaism or something like that. But it's it's going to be something. In fact, I would say that the kind of the cultural revolution that we're going through right now in the West a lot of people call it the woke, wokeism, or whatever. It's 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 this um, very atheistic. I would say religion very anti-religious religion and and the very interesting thing is is no one really knows who makes the rules but they always make the rules whoever's making the rules at that moment makes it makes them to suit themselves and justify themselves and everyone else is wrong but no one really knows who's making the rules and the rules are constantly changing so no one's right but if you don't perfectly adhere to whoever's making the rules then you're out you're canceled you're you're last week's news and you deserve to be destroyed and completely, uh, annihilated from, you know, a digital world or whatever. Um, it's this, it's this, it's a very law based religion, if you will, this, this modern secular movement that you have to be a uh, 100% adherent to whatever the, the zeitgeist is today. And if you're not on board with that, if you're not on board with putting your pronouns in your bios or you're not d- doing whatever, right? If you're not into doing whatever the thing is today, because as I'm recording this, it's probably going to be something different than by the time you listen to this, whether it's one week from now or one year or 10 years from now. It's going to be something different, but there's this this uh, strict adherence. You have to obey every single thing. And I look at all of the people that are trying and I think, oh my gosh, how exhausting this must be to be constantly educating yourself on what the new thing is that you have to be for and what the new thing that you have to be against and making sure that you're you know, announcing that you're for this thing and against this thing and making sure you're doing all the, the right things and not doing the wrong. It's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And nobody can do it. Nobody can do it. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So when Paul is getting crass the way he is here. I think, I I feel like I can understand his anger, his irritation. Because I look at all of the lost and the hurting in our world today. And it, it, it does kind of irritate me that they don't know this freedom and they're trying to abide by some law. I mean, at least the Jews had a written law. They did add to it and constantly change it to suit themselves. It was in some ways very much like this um, you know, during that time period, but, but at least they had something written down. The people nowadays, they're swept away by the winds of change that are constantly changing, and it, it, it pains me to see it. I would love for them to know the freedom that Christ has set us free for. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.